there are 1,200 plus acres, 40,000 plus students, and millions of untold stories at UC San Diego. This is 1,200 plus acres, the podcast where UC San Diego students share their stories. My name is Rima, and welcome to this episode. Today we are interviewing Colleen. I'm an English Lit major. Uh, Eventually I want to be a high school English teacher. Right now I I work with Bay Area Community Resources. I work for an after-school program at the middle school that I actually went to. During our interview, Colleen talked about her experience dealing with like mental health issues and my process in trying to get connected with the right people for it. At the end of her freshman year of high school, Colleen's father was diagnosed with stage 4 kidney cancer. We could tell that there was something up with my dad, um, but he was definitely like the type of person who was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, like would not go to a doctor. It was like spring break, I think. We went to go to our colleges for my sister because she was a senior. And we went to like Disneyland. It was like me and my sister and my mom. And it was a good time. Um, But uh, when we got home, my dad told my mom that he actually had been laid off from work. He was a plumber because he couldn't make it up the stairs anymore. And then my mom, when she heard that, she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) She like dragged him to the ER. It was there where they found out that he had kidney cancer and it was already stage four. So it was in his kidney, liver, lungs, like all across his chest. My family likes to like, I think we all kind of joke about things to like get through it, you know? So like when my mom would tell people that, she'd be like, oh, you know the Conradies, like go big or go home. And everyone would be like, oh my God, I don't know if I can laugh at that. About nine months later was when he passed away in my sophomore year. And it was, it was really difficult. I think it felt like it was out of nowhere, even though he had it got to the point where they were like, we can't give you any more. It was He was on hospice for like a few days. I think just because in my eyes, like I was still kind of like, oh yeah, like he can get better. Like, it's fine. My mom would had to be like, it's not looking good. Following the recommendation of a school guidance counselor, Colleen decided to start therapy when her dad got sick. But her family was wary about spilling private family business to a therapist. My mom was kind of like, what do you talk about? You know, what do you do in there? Why are you paying someone for that? She just wasn't getting it, you know? In my family, it's kind of like, how dare you spill family business to like someone outside the family, you know? I think one thing I was kind of scared that it would somehow get back to my mom. I didn't understand the full, like, confidentiality part, I think, but it was something I really needed. The same event can affect different people in different ways. Likewise, Colleen and her sister reacted differently in response to the passing of their dad. My sister doesn't go to therapy and she's fine, so, like, I must be screwed up. I think that was a big one, thinking that, like, therapy is for, like, crazy people which is just so beyond untrue. Sometimes finding the mentors or resources that you need can be an uphill battle. And this was definitely the case for Colleen when trying to find the right therapist for her. I had a really cool counselor, therapist. 
my sophomore year and then I was really bummed because I found out for my junior year he was doing you know he was going back to school or something and then I got a new one and I was like I don't want to do this again like, uh, and I I was really picky I was like I want someone young so I started with one lady and then ended up with another guy and he was the best and at the end of my junior year he was like uh, peace I'm going somewhere else and I was like no after junior year ended like that summer and I had a really bad summer I just I was really depressed and I wasn't getting out of bed I wasn't doing anything and my mom was like I give up and so I started medication that summer and then kind of saw another school therapist on and off my senior year but it wasn't the same because I was like I want that one therapist um, and so then when I graduated, I contacted him and I was like, hey, like, I don't have money. But he was like, no, like, it's cool. He he doesn't charge me. I'm, I'm so lucky that I could still see him. So I've actually been with that same therapist. I would, like, die without him. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Even though Colleen started therapy after her dad passed away, she had subconsciously realized that she was having a struggle with mental health long before. Experiencing depression and anxiety was not a new concept. Or it was a new concept to me after my dad died when I started hearing those words. In middle school, I started experiencing those things and I never knew what to call it or that I had been experiencing those things. I just always thought like, I must be some weirdo. Just brushing it all off of, you know, I'm probably just being dramatic, you know, middle school, like we're all dramatic in middle school, you know, like therapy was something I needed, not just because I lost my dad and that it's, I had some stuff to work on. <laughs> I think I'm, I, I've always been really quick to blame myself for stuff that my therapist will repeat it back to me and he'll be like, right. So this thing that was like, you know, totally out of my control happened to you, but you like thought about it this way. So it's your fault. And I'm like, well, like if you put it that way, like it sounds dumb. And he's like, mm. <laughs> you know, so stuff like that, I think has helped. And there are times where my therapist will be like, oh, like, I want, like, he'll try and get me to do some exercise with him, and I'm like, uh, no. And then he'll be like, okay, then we can just, like, sit here until you do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Can't stand the silence anymore. <laughs> Sometimes we wish that there was a quick fix, a simple solution to a problem. In addition to therapy, Colleen started medication, but it was far from a quick fix. Medication is definitely something that's been helpful. I've tried a lot and I'm still kind of in the process of finding exactly which one's gonna work for me. I think, you know, it's at least two weeks of taking it before you can fully sense that it's working or not. I, I think some of them will make you more tired and some of them will keep you up at night. But overall, they've definitely been helpful, and I think I have, I still have times sometimes where um, 
I'll skip a day and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, I feel fine. And then because I feel fine, it's not like super like on my mind, like, oh, remember to take your meds. So then it might be a few days to like a week that I don't take it. And then that next week, I'm just like back down to where I don't want to be. And I'll be in therapy like, I don't know why I feel like this. And my therapist is like, did you take your medication? And I'm like, no, but I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> and so <laughs> definitely uh, being consistent and trying to find the right, the right one is a challenge sometimes. Like most things in life, medication is best in moderation. Colleen just mentioned that taking too little medication can be harmful, but she has also experienced how taking too much medication can be harmful. My second year, I, I, I was getting really bad anxiety, and so I was prescribed um, one of the, you know, those anti-anxiety meds. Um, and... Yeah. <laughs> I was just at a really low point, and... Um, I ended up taking like the whole bottle and then like I had texted one of my friends my therapist thinks this, this is like an unconscious I was like uh oh this was a mistake and I texted one of my friends like some jarbled mess of like a text and she was like uh what's up and so she came and so from there they took me to a psych hospital but I was there for like a week I didn't like the psychiatrist I had when I first went in he just was like you took the whole bottle, there, what, like, no vodka lying around to finish the job? And I was like, um, excuse me? It was like, I get it, but, like, wrong time. <laughs> and that was really frustrating in itself, too, with all the hospital bills, and they told me it would cost one thing, and it costed a lot more. <laughs> and so then it was coming back from that where I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> and apparently, because it was, you know, all UCSD, I have UC ship, stuff like that, like, it should have popped up and someone should have been like, I think it was like the dean or something, someone should have said, oh, I see you were in the hospital. What's up? <laughs> um, and that's where no one did that, and so I had no, no idea who to reach out to. I was like, how do, you know, how do my, how do my professors know? Do I tell them? Because I don't feel like I'm just going to, like, email them and be like, hey, just spent a week in the mental hospital. Um, <laughs> the system failed a little bit. The failure of the system after Colleen's overdose resulted in a long-winded journey for Colleen to try to find the resources she needed. I didn't know that I could go to academic counseling it wouldn't just be academic exactly like that took me a while and then I finally went into academic counseling and they were like oh you should go to CAPS and I was like no I went to CAPS and so then they hooked me up with someone else in ERC advising I met with the Dean I think and then she had to point me somewhere else and then I finally got a case manager and that's where she was able to help me get resources where I got into um, intensive outpatient program, an IOP, to do DBT therapy. I couldn't get to that point until going through all the, like, the bureaucracy. And when I finally found the case manager, it was her that had said, like, with that happening, 
someone should have reached out, I guess, with my grades and something. It was something where someone should have reached out, and she said that I slipped through the cracks a little bit. And I was like, damn, I wonder how many other students slipped through the cracks a little bit. Even though trying to find the right resource or the right person can feel, like, exhausting or that, you know, just you're just so frustrated, the big part of that is just sticking it out and finally getting to the right person because if you give up, then you're never going to get the help that you need. Mental health and personal struggles can be hard to talk about to anyone, let alone to release on a public platform. We appreciate Colleen for having the courage to speak about her story. And that is all for this Friday. If you want to hear more stories from UCSD students, please follow our podcast. See you next time.